Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. Fionn Davenport, I was guessing the world's lowest countries. I said Denmark, the Gambia, Guinea-Bissau, Senegal. No. I didn't guess the Netherlands. I should have. KLM, Royal Dutch Airlines there, sponsor mm. of the slot. It's none of the above. It's none of the above. This is a country that on average is eight feet above sea level. Where is it? Eight feet. It's in the Indian Ocean. Think of hundreds of small islands, private islands, most of them, spread across 26 atolls, which are clusters or archipelagos of islands um, in a geographical area that covers 871 kilometres um, or square kilometres. So it's the Maldives. Oh, the Maldives. I've never been to the Maldives. So the Maldives a honeymoon destination is what I would associate it as. Well, it is very much yeah. that. The fly and flop heaven. <laughs> fly and flop. Fly like and that. flop. Um, so imagine it is almost like a like a rose-tinted Robinson Crusoe cliche, you know. it's It's, I mean... Any words you use to do, to describe it really don't do it justice. Um, it also has cornered the market in overwater villas, which is the big attraction. So this is the, the jetties that yes. come out from the yeah. beach and then you've got these little uh, wooden huts yeah. so, uh, so, perched it's, over the it's sea. A funny, so it's been a they do t- look incredible to, for photos. Stunningly beautiful. And they range from your... Three to four star, very much within the reach of people who like taking far-flung holidays to the most exorbitantly priced private island where like almost like, um, is it Glass Onion? You know, the Daniel Craig film? Like, yes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we're like every, we're, you know, we're, for, for example, you could rent a villa for 40 grand a night or thereabouts. So, wow. so there's that kind of range. And yeah, so it, it, look, the Maldives when to go is important because the dry season runs from December to March. So there's not that much rain or humidity. Temperatures are around 30 centigrade. And you can expect 10 hours of sunshine a day. Okay. Like, doesn't that sound so inviting straight it away? It does. It sounds lovely. Um, so uh, the best time to go then is... December, yeah, to, March, December to March. January to March, uh, I, I would out, say. Outside that, is it like, is it, does the tourist season, no, does everything shut down? No, no. So what you find is that prices drop yeah. uh, considerably and you get the monsoon. Now, the monsoon isn't just like endless rain. It could be like incredibly heavy rainstorm in the morning and then it'll clear out for the day and then you might get something in the evening. But but also with changing weather patterns, it's kind of hard to predict exactly what'll happen. It's just the weather is less dry, <laughs> put it this way. So from April until September, October, it's kind of the low season. So as I said, and look, f- for coming from from the West or the Northern Hemisphere, where our summertime is, is like when we can take holidays, it is a popular time to go. But as I said, you're going to deal okay. with slightly more inclement weather. Well, what, what do you do there beyond just flopping? Fly and flop. Um, look, it's the classic destination for sitting by a poo with a Negroni in your hand and just reading a book, drink, mm. like just musing on life. Now, there's lots of activities, you know, there's, uh, it's become more popular with families, but it's oh, still, really? but it still oh, remains bring my kids. Largely, If I go to the Maldives, I'm not bringing the kids. Kids, do, if you're listening, you're staying home. Do snorkeling, bit of scuba diving, maybe some kite surfing, some windsurfing. I do all that myself. Myself. No, no. And look, the Maldives remains a honeymoon destination, a couple's destination, an adult destination. Yeah. And that, that, that's the kind of holiday it is. Look, 
it's, you know, as I mentioned, the different activities, there's also developing a reputation for well-being because, you know, you can go do a bit of yoga, you know, and eat well. You can go to hotels that only specialize in kind of wellness cuisine and all that kind of thing. Look, it's... um it, you need to consider what facilities you're looking for. There's a lot of considerations. Okay. Where are you going to stay? It's not just, here's my budget and pick a hotel. Yeah. So you can have a kind of a sleepy one restaurant resort, like, uh, you know, with maybe 20 hideaway villas, or maybe you want something slightly more Mediterranean style with like 360 rooms, multiple restaurants, lots of activities, nature walks, tennis under the floodlights. So you need to know what kind of holiday you and want. Is, is the model generally what you fly and then you get a little boat or, uh, or a plane, a, a sea plane, plane. To, to some smaller island? Three ways. So re, you fly into Malay, which yeah. is the international airport. And from there, you either connect with a, a boat and that the ring of atolls or the islands yeah. that are nearest to Malay are also the most popular and have most of the, the bulk of the three and four star accommodation. The and more probably exclusive, a bit more built up, aren't they? A bit they? more built up, exactly. Okay. The more exclusive accommodations are further afield. So, Which is the real isolated tropical yeah, island now, experience. Now, having said that, it's not just the 20 hideaway villas on this tiny island. It could be... 200, four restaurants, plenty of activities. Then you're taking a seaplane and that seaplane can usually, the flight times are about 45 minutes to an hour. And then the southern atolls, which are the furthest points away, they're a domestic flight. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're actually taking a domestic flight. And in some cases, the, the really extreme, there, or sorry, the, the really kind of distant ones, they're the exclusive private islands that you rent the entire island, you and your group. And like, look, they're well, they're for the 1%. They are way beyond my means or your means or maybe not anybody you know, but certainly anybody I know. Yeah, I don't think anyone I know is going <laughs> um, to them. What I would say is because there are a lot of considerations to be made when booking the ultimate Maldives experience, because yeah. it is worth bearing in mind that the Maldives is a bucket list trip for most of us. It's not a destination yeah, that you will return going, oh, to. I'll, if I don't do it this year, I'll do it, I'll next, do it year. next year. So you're saving up money. Yeah. It's booked with an agent. And luckily enough, out of Ireland, we can fly with one hop stop to the Maldives. All the Gulf Airlines will bring you there. So Qatar, Etihad, Emirates, through the respective, you know. Drop off in the UAE straight over. Or Qatar and then straight over. And and it's nine or ten hours um, to get you there. And so, look, just give you an example. So on average for a four star, seven nights, including flights, you're not going to get any change out of 2,400 euro per person. And that's based on two people sharing. So 5,000 euro for the couple. For a week, and that includes your flights. Okay, so now, if and people, everything is all inclusive. Oh right, okay. Yes, on on these island resorts, when you go to it, you're not dipping your hand in your pocket no. for. Anything. I mean, for tips, you are, and for you, uh, the the seaplane transfer is often extra, and that okay. can be like 150 dollars. All right, okay. So, but but the gu- the guts of the spending money is yeah. included in that. So like. Yeah, I mean, there's a look, I mean, whether it's Tropical Sky or Tui or Classic Holidays or Cassidy or there's even Simply Maldives.ie. They like specialize in the Maldives. Lots of Irish travel agents will do the Maldives because, as I said, this is bucket list trip. Yeah. Great for honeymooners and absolutely use one. That's what I would but say. Before we talk about then the different islands you might go to, uh, we'll run through some of the more popular ones. Uh, what are you paying your tips in? US dollars? Uh, yeah, actually, or euros. I mean, yeah. US dollars. Okay. Or euro. Yeah, either. Actually, that's a very good question. 
Yeah, US dollars, US dollars generally. If you're yeah. unsure. American cigarette. Um, <laughs> so 1,192 islands to pick from. Okay. Most of them private. Right. As in like most of them will have one hotel. Yeah. And nothing else. Very few islands with multiple properties. Oh, right. Okay. So you have the island to yourself. But, but, but that one hotel on one island, as you say, might be just a handful of villas on another island. Precisely. That one hotel could, could have 300. 300 rooms. Okay. So, so the nearest one to the airport is South Malay Atoll. And it was the first to be developed and is by far the busiest part of the country. You get there, speedboat. So there's... A lot of sea traffic, a lot of air traffic, a lot of man-made island developments, which, you know, have scarred the marine life. There's just no two ways about it. So snorkeling isn't that great, but your entry price point is the best on South Malay Atoll. North Malay Atoll is slightly further out. Still get there by speedboat. The reefs are in much better shape, but there are fewer resorts twinkling in the distance. And look, it's got, this is where you'll find dolphins and some of the best surfing in the country. Um... If you go take the seaplane to get more distant atoll, so north of Malay, there's Ba Atoll, which is part of a UNESCO biosphere reserve. And it's got one of the biggest annual congregations of manta rays you'll find anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And next to it is Ra Atoll, which is very popular with divers because of the number of submerged islands, which in the Maldives Mm. are called Tilas. Um, Not to kind of sent too much at my dad but um, were these inhabited islands and is there any history on them? No. All right, okay. No, I mean There's no old churches I can go to, no? (laughs) On Malay, yes. Oh, great, okay. I mean, but remember this is a destination and also as well it's not so much churches but a huge chunk of the Maldives is Muslim. Okay, old mosques. So, So one of the and I've got a handful of tips and one of the key ones now that you brought it up mentioning churches is is that don't buy duty-free booze. You'll, they'll confiscate it off you. I mean, you can buy it in the hotels. There are some atolls that are alcohol-free because they observe Muslim stricture. You know, mm. so you have... So, but, I mean, the Maldives is a Muslim country. However, it's also a very... It, it makes all its money from tourism. So the bulk of the tourism is indistinguishable from any you'll find in an island paradise anywhere. Yeah, mm. but if you're thinking of spending a couple of days in Malay... At the start of the end, be conscious of that. Yeah, just be conscious of that. And I think that's worth bearing in mind. Look, um, the other, like the 1%, they like Nonu Atoll because it has its own private airline strip. Uh, Shaviani is great if 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 you're into stargazing because it's really remote. So no light pollution and of a nice, as the sun goes down after those 10 hours of Mm. sunshine, you can stare up and just stare at the night sky. Um, How far into the Southern Hemisphere is it? I don't know. It's it, it 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 touches the equator. All right, okay. So the southern part touches the equator. So a slightly different star systems you will see there. And we see here. Kieran, like I literally look up at the night sky and I can't tell one star from another. Someone goes, "Oh, there's the pole star." And I'm like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> oh sure. Okay." <laughs> um um Within seaplane distance also, Ari Atoll. So it's got like, this is the place, there's more manta rays, but also sharks. So like you can go, you can go swimming with whale sharks. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's full of these experiences Mm. that really are kind of bucket trip stuff. And he's like, you'll remember it forever. Um, And then kind of skimming the equator in the far south. 
Okay. Yeah. These are kind of these are the ones that are out of reach of the seaplane. So you're taking a domestic flight, which is less romantic but cheaper than taking the seaplane. And um, these tend to be larger than elsewhere in the Maldives. So they have like very big golden beaches and kind of junk. Some have old Buddhist ruins, so that oh, predate that predate Islam. And then some of this aforementioned what your father and you would be looking for. Some like kind of colonial era naval bases from when the Brits oh, were there. Oh, military history, Fionn. You're barking up I'm my tree wrong. now. Oh, really? Oh, I love okay. it, yeah. But uh, conversely, the marine life here is incredible. So stunning coral reefs. And these are in the far south, but not, as I said, not nearly as popular or as populated. Okay. What about um, food and drink on the island? As a kind of standard, you know, tropical hotel fare? As in disappointing. It's yeah. like oftentimes you go, oh, right, okay. Yeah. I'll have another fruit juice, please. Uh, no, the Maldives is has a offering of international cuisine as rich and as varied as you'd find in London or New York okay. or any major city. So every culinary base is covered from European Reflecting to Asian. Reflecting the fact that people come from all over the world to visit it, is it? Yeah, so look... Standards are very, very high. Yeah. Like even in the three-star resort, standards are high. Now, it's not just the food. So like, I mean, you can go to a place like Suneva Fushi, this restaurant or hotel that they work with only with Michelin-starred chefs. Or you could have like, say, try this, experiential dining. So you can go on a catch-it-then-cook-it fishing trip. So you'll go out. Nice. Fish your catch yeah. and then cook it with the. Or you could have, say, castaway picnic lunches on a deserted island, or you could have, like, go on an isolated sandbar where it's just you, ribbon white sand, and a discreet butler who's parked just bringing you things <laughs> on an anchored boat. Oh, and I like my butler as discreet, Fiona. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> out of the way, Jeeves, out of the way. And then, look, there's underwater restaurants. Uh, the 5.8 at Hurawali uh, Hotel, which is, yes, it's 5.8 metres below Incredible. Uh, the water. Or here's one for you on, on Niama. So it's good. The restaurant's called Nest and tables are in the tree branches and you get there through like wooden walkways that bring oh, you through. Oh, I really tree. like that. That's what I mean. It's like all of that is there. And it's just about making a list of the things you want and the things yes. you care about. Speak to an agent and they will pair you up with the right experience, including cost, of course, because as I said, you can go from two and a half grand to sell your house and go for a week. Uh, well, listen, great advice as always, Fionn. So thank you very much. And Fionn Davenport will be back at the same time and next week. Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder.